Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And thank you for downloading this episode of Three Idiots in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am a host, Margaret Downs. I'm a host, Patricia Downs. And I'm another host, Bridget Downs. And today we're going to be talking about season three, episode 13, Ghost Facers. But first, how are you doing? Pretty good. I just had work today. Um, yeah. not, a, not a super exciting day. It was rainy. It's so still rainy. Ambient. <laughs> a little ambient. Ambient. Rainy. That's that's what we'll call it instead of bad audio yeah, remember experience. Remember we would do um, the like rainstorm yes. thing in band or yes. whatever. It was like, and then snap, and then boom, like everybody stop on the stage. So fun. Very always gave people like chills. Very elementary school music class. Yeah, we did with that kind of teacher who wears like very colorful skirts. That's not what our teacher is like. But I do like the idea of that kind of like that persona of the like like you're wearing a skirt but it's actually pants because it's like it like yeah almost like hammer pants like they're so like the crotch is so low that it's like that's a skirt and then they're like spread your legs like it's pants. You know I know she's an artist but like if Frankie was a music teacher. Yes. Very like we're doing movement today. Yes. Or, and her necklace is a huge John rock. It's just a rock <laughs> a pendant, but it's just a rock. It's one of those uh, lifeboat or the uh, like a lifesaver. <laughs> Using just a lifesaver, not the candies. You know, I know, the, I know, the I know. Are, are after? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the um, giant thing that you little hold onto in your yeah. <laughs> The round ones. Yeah, the round yes. ones. That, that, that's the, just, my just, hand just, movements. Yes, that's that you know, just having see. a just having a necklace made of that instead. Just I'm wearing sure. that around, wearing that around your neck. Nautical day. <laughs> yeah, today is nautical day and spirit week. So I have stolen this from the. I've stolen this from the local uh, lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> marina. I yeah. um, went down to the marina and took this, so now I'm wearing I it. Can it's not a good day. I can see her doing that, doing some, some Just kind a live of protest. Lobster. Yeah. Chaining herself Perform- to art piece. Uh, yeah. with mm-hmm. that around your neck and be like something about saving the fish for yeah, the having, oceans. Or having, like, yeah, not a live No, I, I was going to say... Um, One of the... Fa- what, my lobster guy? Yes, your yeah. lobster guy. Like the uh, little plastic lobster thing. Or or a um, six-pack uh, oh, yeah. rings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make like a, a, like a replica of that, but big enough so you can put your head through and be like, this is why we need... <laughs> like, there's too much plastic in the ocean. <laughs> I can see her wearing one of those, <laughs> too. Both of those. <laughs> yep. At the same time. What did I say with the lobster? The lobster? Oh, with the lobster. Um, the when Bridget was little. I think you were sitting on my lap but we were like at the breakfast counter or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I was on. And I was like eating pizza or like mm-hmm. I just heated up some pizza on a plate and you had your little lobster toy in your hand and you just started like <laughs> dunking it on the pizza <laughs> and going the lobster eat your pizza! <laughs> <laughs> 
was like, what? And it was like one of the first things you ever, s- that I remember you saying as a person. Like, <laughs> 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 the lobster eats your pizza. It wasn't even like, the lobster eats your pizza. It was just, the lobster eats your pizza. Dunk, dunk. Like, your toy is all greasy. Greasy lobster then, you know? I remember you thinking it was so funny. It was very cute. But then you like kept doing it because then you knew it was funny. You're like, yeah. you're like oh, uh-huh. I'm making a joke now. Oh, I'm doing you're something doing funny. It's like, okay, please stop. No, yeah, like, now no, I'm no, trying, like, no. no. And I'm like, I'm trying to eat this pizza though. <laughs> no, but the lobster's eating it. <laughs> the lobster will keep eating it. <laughs> Which reminds me of the, uh, I know we've talked about it, but the, um, the kangaroo toy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was very good. <laughs> Do you still have that? No, I have no idea where it went. I think we sold it at a yard sale. No! That would be tragic. I think we did. It was like from think, Australia or something, yeah, right? It was from probably the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It was probably, I, I bet that was an airport. It's so funny. Purchase. Um, <laughs> Oh, that would be. I guess I don't think I'd be surprised if it ended up in a yard sale. One of my um, a little like gargoyle face that I made yeah. out of clay in like middle school. Mom sold it at the yard sale. Yeah, she did. Did you want that? <laughs> no, it was just it? funny that like yes, it was like this guy. Yes, I that saw I actually, that like, sale happen. I did too. He was I... already familiar with your work, which is so funny. When he, he went saw... to, he didn't know it was yours. He saw he PD was... on the bottom, and he was like, "Oh yeah." Mom was like, "Yeah." Uh, my daughter made that. He was like, Patricia? And she was like, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, her work at chapter one. He was like, I really like that stuff. Oh my God. And she was like, well, now you have an original piece. And he was like, cool. That's so funny. I uh, And I saw him at the coffee shop. Like, I walked past him. He was like, are you Patricia Downs? And I was like, you recognize me? I'm like, what? And I was like, yes. I'm like, my card's like, over there. But work. he was like, I got a piece of yours at your mom's yard sale. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, I hope you don't mind. I'm using it as a spoon rest. <laughs> I'm like, that's really cool. Hey, it's, it's like I'm balancing more, the spoon on the gargoyle face, yeah, like on the tongue that's or whatever. more use than it's ever seen here. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey, if, it, if it's getting use, if it's getting love, you know, then like, <laughs> cool. That's cool. But it was so funny. I was like, hey, man, like, when did yeah. you make uh, like seventh grade? He was like, how old do you think you were when you made that? I'm like, 12, maybe. I love it. And it's so <laughs> funny. He's like, I just liked it a lot. And then I realized it was yours. So like, <laughs> so funny. funny. Like, you have a juvenile piece. It's like an original. Well, what do they call that? Juvenilia. Juvenilia, Yeah. I've seen it for you to use to refer to poetry, like before your first big Maybe does it come work. from like the, the root that's like in paraphernalia like the thing that's like it's, well, I don't know what alien means I mean I could definitely look that up but <laughs> yeah. I could ask Stephen about the etymology <laughs> yeah we have Google we have Google and we I also we just don't, ask Stephen from the other room Stephen you know, like, Google call Enough. Stephen I'll just call Stephen right now <laughs> hey Stephen Stephen where does, where does Stephenalia come from Stephen etymology juvenilia go Stephen we'll be like oh actually like <laughs> That is not correct. Because according to the encyclopedia of... <laughs> Have you ever just played that sound at him? <laughs> no, but that's really funny. <laughs> just have it ready on your own. Like, Any time he's actually right about something, board. but like... Have yeah, a soundboard. I need a soundboard just to play <laughs> drops <laughs> at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Toronto! <laughs> <laughs> the really oh, long yeah. cooking noise. Yes. I've been listening to a lot of Neil Sisiarga lately. Mm-hmm. It's just my, one of my new hyperfix, not new, but like it's a hyperfixation. It's been like, mm-hmm. yep, a reoccurring one. Love the annoyed grunt. How do you explain Tim Allen? 
love the starting line, of course. Is the story of a girl this is the like that whole album is really good. I've been just putting that on in the car on my way to work now. <laughs> like I don't even know like the original songs to some of the or like that like in the summertime do ba do ba do ba do that too. But uh like I don't know the original. I just know the his version and it's just like grunts in like in the background and then like some go like da 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 do 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 I don't know if that's the actual words to the song, but so I've just been uh jamming to that on my way to work. I just think of the minions movie when I hear the song. Yeah. Because it's in the, like, beginning scene when they're coming up from the ocean. Oh, minions. Ba, 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 na, na. <laughs> I haven't seen the Minions I haven't seen movies, the, I haven't but haven't they made, movie. like, a billion of those? Yeah. Like, There's a new one that came out. Would you like <laughs> <laughs> to go out on a date? <laughs> That's pretty good. Would you like? I know they ran into a problem in the Minions lore. <laughs> There's so, like, there, I mean... It's a Minions movie. Like, <laughs> but actually, in, in theory, <laughs> the canon. Of, yeah, the, the, the canon, canon of Minions. The canon of, <laughs> pushes um, up your glasses and snorts. <laughs> and it gets a nosebleed. No. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just you, but you know. Uh, let's start zone now that we had to stop to like, oh, yeah, we just to get rid there. of your nosebleed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Last time. There's this problem in Minions lore where the Minions are supposed to flock to the greatest evil in the world okay. to support them. Yeah. And in theory, they've been around for a very long time in this Minions world. Right. So, World War Two. Hmm. Who were they working for? They weren't. They, <laughs> they were in Antarctica. <laughs> not yeah. do that. They were, they were sent to Antarctica at some point so they could just avoid the whole issue of being Nazis. Yeah, they did. In the movie, they were in Antarctica. Yeah. That's actually really funny. Because they were like, well... Creators are like, we gotta figure that out, I think. Because like, we, some we are gonna have questions. We can't, we can't have the minions Nazi be Nazis. Minions. We can't have them because by our Like, own, they're fun and silly. But like also Nazis, like like no 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 that would no no they're in Antarctica, <laughs> which doesn't erase the fact that if they weren't in Antarctica, they would have been Nazis. It just removed them <laughs> from the situation. It removed that option from them. So, I don't know enough about Minions lore no. to be answering these questions. I haven't watched movies. I, 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 I'm not a scholar of I the ha- Minions I've, lore. I've seen the first, the original, Despicable Me. Mm-hmm. Right. Huh. Despicable Me. I've seen scenes from the second one. Yeah. This rainy day is temporary. I think I, I don't think I've seen the second one in the drive-in. I don't think oh, I've did seen we it. see it in the drive-in? I don't think I've seen the full second one. There's, yeah, there's Despicable Me. <laughs> Despicable Me 2. <laughs> then it was Minions. <laughs> then Despicable Me 3. <laughs> then Minions, The Rise of Gru. There's five movies. <laughs> Have you seen my dead plant in the kitchen? No. <laughs> no. It's got, like, two green leaves left. No! The rest of it's, like, brown. Did I tell you that somebody, like, this lady comes into the store sometimes, and, like, when she, when I, like, help her, which is, like, literally just, like, being a customer service person in retail. Mm-hmm. Do you ever tell people, like, you look so good in that, when they don't? No, I try to be honest. Okay, but. I'm not mean about it. Okay. But this woman, when I, like, help her, which is literally just, like, doing my job, the you next day... the pants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One leg in the... Oh, 
on okay. the dresser. No, the right, the right leg, the right leg in the right pant. There you go. <laughs> um, no, I. Uh, she gives me a plant, hmm. or like she'll she'll give whoever helped her. Like she like Sydney helped her once when she was, and she comes in like a couple times a year. Like she lives in Albany or something, <sighs> and. This is like fame. Yeah, like she she always like she's on a bike ride or like she was just on a bike ride, drops her bike off at home or like at her the apartment she has here or something and then comes into the store and like always in like biking gear and it's like, okay, I got like half an hour. I'm going to like, I'm going to go up to the sales section and like pull out as many dollar items as I can and like all these discounted things and whatever. But then like whenever you like help her the next day, she comes in with a plant for you. So you have some plants. I have some plants. And I'm like, you've given me something to take care of. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure about this gift. I think this is a responsibility. Yeah. But she's like the plant lady and she's like, oh, do you saw that jade I gave you last time? I'm like, yes. <laughs> sure. Yes. She's like, oh, is it thriving? I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm like, I gave it to my partner to take care of yeah. because he's better at that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Truth is, that jade plant did not survive. The two spider plants she gave me did. Spider uh, plants are easier to take care of. Right? And, like, I feel like they... I killed my spider plant. No. <laughs> I killed two yeah. spider plants. <laughs> That one, the second one was given to me as a baby. It was a random interaction I had. Someone was walking down the street with a baby spider plant and was like, here. And I was like, no. No, you've given me a baby. You've, <laughs> you've given, given a baby to the wrong person. Oh, Taking man, care of I've this baby. Uh, plants in my a possession I've killed. Works too. I've killed a spider plant. I've killed a second spider plant. I've killed four cacti. I've now probably also killed a little fern palm thing. A little bit back, we were talking about songs. Psalms? Remember the Psalms? Yeah, I'm gonna sing a psalm. What's that? You're gonna sing a song? Yeah, yeah, it's a psalm. Only knowing it from... From minions. There is a song in this episode that I've really only heard on TikTok. It's the song that's playing during the birthday party. <gasps> oh. oh! Is a TikTok song. It's my sound. party, and I'll okay. cry if I want to. I hear it on it's mom's a, radio. I've heard it on TikTok a lot. Or songs that you know from other things that are actually songs, but you only know them from this one thing. <laughs> right. Speaking of songs... Whatever you just said. Speaking <laughs> of songs you're loosely familiar with from other things. Let's jump into today's episode, season three, episode 13, Ghost Facers. Today's writer is Ben Edlund, mm-hmm. who we've had kind of a, a spectrum yeah. of writing from. A little roller coaster. A little bit of a roller yeah. coaster. Sliding. Don't remember what episodes those were, but I remember it being a roller coaster. That was he uh, bad day. Bad day at Black Rock. Yeah. Okay. Hollywood Babylon. Mm. Right. Night Shifter. Oh yeah. yeah. That was weird. That it's like weird that he's all had over the place. Some, some all great over the place. Episodes in some <sighs> some mediocre ones and then some there's, bad ones. There's so humor like, in all of them. Yeah. yeah. So like humor is the through line in his writing. He likes to have humor. I know later he I don't know if he gets like pigeonholed into it, but writes more serious oh, okay. more serious stuff later. That's Boo. <laughs> well That's of, like the, of, the, of the stuff we've seen, his most serious was Night Shifter. Right, and that was like actually good. It did have funny stuff in it. It had it funny did, stuff, but it, it did, was like, but it was intense and very serious. And yeah. at the end, like the whole the whole ending sequence where the boys are like, "We're fucked." Our director is Phil Sagricia. They've worked together on both Night Shifter and Hollywood Babylon. 
Oh, okay. So the two ends of the spectrum we've yeah. seen so far. Because I would say the Hollywood Babylon is the silliest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've gotten so far. Like, there was some, like... Wackiest. Like, there was some kind of gruesome death, but it was all off-screen. Right. Like, they weren't really taking themselves seriously. Like, like it was it was a... F- it was all meta. Fun meta and fun goof-em-ups. And... Which I still think was a weird choice for season two. Usually yeah. you see yeah. that kind of thing later in, in a show. We need a beach episode. Like, it's like, <laughs> do you? Do, you, do like, you have the budget for that? It's only been, like, a season and a half. They're all like, oh, oh, TAs. PAs. 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 Teachers. Also an abused working class. I wanted to say PAs, but I was like, is that right? So, yeah, so I'd say Hollywood Babylon... Is it the silly end? Yeah. Night shifter of, this, of the ones we've seen of his being at the far other serious end. This episode, <laughs> so we've also got Bad Day at Black Rock. Which had the mix of funny and serious. Right. Being but like, was, wow, this is violent, but like... But was on the silly side of center. Yes. Simon Said. Oh, um, yeah. Which also, was also serious. Serious, but like had some funny bits in it. Funny until it was too, until it was serious. Yeah. Exactly. And in, in order, Ben Edlund wrote Simon Said first. Oh. Yeah. Then Night Shifter. Then Hollywood Babylon. Mm-hmm. So, serious, serious, goofy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <It's good. laughs> Bad day at Black Rock. Malleus Maleficarum. Uh-huh. Which is, uh, which was serious. Which was, which was, it was witches. There wasn't so much for goofs. No, no it was like grossness. Like the yeah. bugs yeah, was and... Ewy. And now, Ghost Facers. <gasps> Which with the goofiness of like Bad Day at Black Rock versus the silliness of Ghost Facers, I think the overall tone of Bad Day at Black Rock was humor throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Ghost Facers is goofy until it's not. Yes, yeah. So I think Bad Day at Black Rock is on the sillier side of Ghost Facers. Mm-hmm. They're both the silly side of center. Right. I think it's just more. It's like creative. You know, yes, it, the Ghost Racers is like a creative spin and, on, and we can and we, and we can get yeah. get into that. We get there when we get there. This episode aired April twenty fourth, two thousand eight. So a bit of a jump. Our last episode, which was the last episode that had been written before, before, before the writer strike, was aired in February twenty first, and now we've had a bit of a hiatus jump to April twenty fourth. So we open with, "What do you say we kill some evil sons of bitches and we raise a little hell?" There's a short montage yeah. of killing some evil so, sons of bitches and raising guilt, a little hell. Guilt, guilt, guilt. And then we have then. So they want us to remember that Dean sold his soul. The Crossroads Demon deal. He has one year. We see Sam coming back to life. (laughs) He doesn't want to go to hell. And Sam Sam is determined to save him. But we know, because we were watching the show, that they've made very little progress on this front. Yeah. And also, there's only a few episodes left Mm -hmm. in the season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we do see later, they're like, we only got two months. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because we haven't really been keeping track of the year. Yeah, we have We haven't. just know, like, there is a it's deadline. like a year. But we don't actually know how it's, close we are. Yeah, it's been, like, some time, so. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting there. We've we have, made zero progress, basically. <laughs> they also want us to remember... Hellhoundslayer.com! Ed Zedmore and Harry Spangler of Hellhoundslayer.com. Paranormal investigators. This was back in, what, season one? one? <laughs> uh, Sam and Dean ran into these guys who are, you know, the ghost hunter guys who were there with the night vision goggles and the, and the heat vision the things or whatever. EMT reader. The, EMT. The, EMT reader. The EVP, EMF, EMT, all of the... the ESPN, AARP. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, of course, are, you know, not prepared for real ghost shenanigans. Get in the way, cause all kinds of problems. All they really wanted was a book and movie deal. (laughs) Then they see, like, a real ghost in the Hell House, and they, like, catch it on camera, and the Lord of the Rings! Yeah, so we get, like, like, that's their personality. Yeah, right? Like, oh, that's (laughs) That's who you are! (laughs) That's who you are! (laughs) That's who you are! Introducing them as characters, and then chatting in the RV. just painful nerds. Yeah. Really painful nerd portrayals. Sex with With girls. girls. Which is very like each other. Yeah, which is very like, oh, you guys have been like together because you're desperate. Yeah. Wow. That's that's great. That's great. I'm lonely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm lonely. I'm lonely. So it goes immediately to theme. Yeah. And then but like we the, don't it, get it doesn't add strange class. No, it doesn't it doesn't or we don't, you know, get the supernatural. We get it like statics. Like there's something wrong with the TV. We get <laughs> you tap your lap, laptop screen, girl. like and then the ring girl comes out of the TV and Yeah. With their hair. And then it goes to like a drawing room setup <laughs> with two armchairs on either side of a fireplace. And Harry and Ed are sitting in the armchairs. Have you ever been mountain hiking? <laughs> Have you ever walked out of a mall into a huge parking area and realized you'd forgotten where you parked your car? (laughs) (laughs) And we see Harry and Ed. In tuxedos. Kind of. (laughs) Comfers. Where, yeah, it's like sneakers and kind of like rented tuxes, but one of them has like a bow tie. Harry has a bow tie, I think, and Ed has like a tie undone. Or like, he has an ascot. He has an ascot, yeah. The the, the shirt is open a few buttons and there's an ascot. Ed is wearing black Converse. That's great. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. They just have strange vibes sometimes. It's like wearing, instead of a a suit, it's wearing the shirt. The that's shirt that is a tuxedo. The, the tuxedo shirt. Yeah. yeah. Except, that, like, one, one level up of, like, effort than yeah. that. Harry is running his finger on the edge of a glass of, like, what yeah. is, like, supposed to be, like, scotch or something. Like, they're classy. Br- uh, the scotch or, or in... Cognac or... Uh, brandy. Brandy, okay. Yeah, or something Swirl like... Swirl the brandy! Cognac would be, you know, fancy. Keep swirling it! Swirl the brandy, Thatcher! The, you know, the, fa- the fancy bowl glasses with the little stems. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you that, hold, like, and that's the type like, of thing you're and and you for, like, the, for the for the for the warmth of your hand, like, yeah. cognac or brandy, yeah, yeah. he's going like is probably apple juice. Yeah, he's like <laughs> he's making the. It's not making the sound. I've never that's, been able to do that. That's like it, it made a bit of a sound, a little bit, but it was a. Uh, it was just for effect. So Harry and Ed are doing an intro to a pilot for a TV show. Hello, I'm Harry Spangler, and I'm Ed Zedmore. <laughs> if you're watching this, you must be a big wig network exec. It's your lucky day. This is an unsolicited pilot, so uh, they are making this to send unprompted to, to, to network executives. Great. In the hopes of getting this r- ghost hunting reality TV show. And when Harry, when Harry says that, he like quotes, a ra- like finger yeah. quotes, reality. reality. TV. Then they make a dig at the writer's strike. Yeah. Ed is like, we know it's been hard, you know, with the writer's strike. (laughs) Harry's like, lazy Lazy. fat cats. (laughs) Like, who needs writers when you have us? And Harry turns down the lights and Ed, yeah, he's like, our team faced horrors to bring you footage that'll change through your world forever. He's like, so strap in for the scariest hour of TV in TV history. And Harry's like, the history of your life. And, and like, it's all, like, weird camera angle because, like, like they're, like, looking behind their shoulder, like, looking, like, and, like, like, like front the, camera and then, like, to the side, to the other side. But, like, they both have to, like, strain to look at the camera. It like a charity they're, they're, live stream. It, kind of, <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> and they're doing the, like, the underlit 
like yeah, the, yeah. the spooky underlit yeah. face. And they're like, strap in for ghost facers. And then we have a theme of a different TV show. Yeah. Ghost facers. We did the ghost. We did the ghost. Ghost the kitchen gets hot. And it's all, uh, we, we get, we face the nightmares, we face the dread, ghosts, ghost faces, we face the faceless, we face the dead. Okay. Okay. Not so bad. Okay. We get a montage. Shaky fast cam up to creepy house. Lots of zooms and flashes. And now the, it, like, it's like the inverted colors. And yeah. we're getting freeze frames to intro our cast. We've got Ed, Harry, Spruce, Maggie, Corbett, Corbett. And, and then Sam, Sam is like, but he's not like posing or doing, it's not like, no, hey, he's just, just talking. talking. And it's like, and Sam, and then Dean <laughs> giving a blurry finger. finger. And it's like, Dean. And it ends with a group shot of the team posing with their equipment and a van with all their branding. They're all crossing their arms and Harry crosses his arms, put his, puts his arms down and, and then crosses them again. Like, yeah, like, he, like he, can't he, he can't decide what to do with his arms. And the fashion in this is very mid-2000s. Yep. It's just, I, ooh, this is high, oh, sc- oh, high school. Capsule. This is 2008 high school. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of converse happening here. Yep. We have an exterior shot and there's a Western theme playing. Car pulls up. Ed and Harry step out showing off their ghost facers metal briefcases <laughs> it's so good and then they fake slow so walk yeah. forward slow but like face slow and they kind of like stagger a little bit because it's hard and then we see cars going yeah, by and <laughs> normal <laughs> speed and they're doing there's a voiceover but over their fake slow walk and like checks his watch and then fakes they both fake slow walk forward and ed is like it's hard balancing our daytime careers with our nighttime missions so during this interview in the background there's these weird statues there's there are statues in the background are they what, what about them? they're just weird they look kind of like butt plugs <laughs> <laughs> and they're great. like they're, there's two of them and they're both really big and they're just huge and I'm like just monoliths but they're yeah. like, <laughs> constant and I was like hold on a second hold on a second Hold on a second. Harry's like, yeah, Ed and I pretty much call the shots at the Kinkos where we work, so we can get off by like six. Do you know what Kinkos is? Do you have an idea what Kinko's is? Is it like a like a convenience strip store? store? Not a strip club, not a convenience store. It is a copy store. Oh, that's so of the time. It is so of the time. That's so funny. But even around this time, they it's were starting to go out of, out of business. <laughs> and they were bought out by FedEx. Yeah, um, okay. And became FedEx Office, which I don't, which I think is even being closed now. There's a weird time where... So there like are computers, printers, but, but you, you need have a, one. Right, print, personal printers are too expensive, so you have to go to a center where there are printers. But then those started going out of favor because people could get personal printers. But now most people don't have personal printers because everything's paperless except for the the occasion when you need something printed. Now you have to go back to a print center like Staples because we don't have all of the little independent business print stores anymore. Weird technology, very specifically timed technology thing. It would be like if all of a sudden we needed floppy disks again. <laughs> you can get close to that on a floppy disk. 
for for some, some reason. reason. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's actually only compatible with this. Like, like great. <laughs> it was it was actually better for whatever. So yeah, it, I, they were bought out by FedEx. Then there was like FedEx office, but there was a lot of confusion because Kinkos was such like a recognizable print store brand. Right. So like then they the had metaverse. to say like, and people and, are like, I'm still gonna call it Facebook. Well, so uh, okay, so, so like I'm still gonna call it Kinkos even though it's <laughs> a, a FedEx office. Well, so they were like, it's the FedEx office. You can still print things here. It was like Kinkos inside. Like <laughs> like it was like you can still come here to print things. Um, I'm still gonna call it. Print. <laughs> Any rebranding thing. So FedEx bought them out. So it's between FedEx, Office, Home, uh, Home Depot, not Home Depot. <laughs> Home Depot, Office, Office Supply. Off is that? I know what you're talking about. You, there's there, there's another Office Store in Staples. Yeah. Right. There are there's a couple. Is it orange? I want to say it's orange. But that's Home Depot. But that's Home Depot. I don't know. Oh my god, I don't know. Office don't Max. Know. Is, it, is it Office? <laughs> it Max? It might be Office Max. Something like I don't that. Know. Th- those like are a prison for office <laughs> for office workers. <laughs> <laughs> office Max security. So th- those that's where all of the little print businesses got bought up and that's what they are now because now everything's paperless except when it isn't. Not in my world. Everything's paper. As we say, we have our paper notes. Like, yeah. I know. I feel like in the, like, as far as podcasting go, this is, like, sacrilegious what Especially we do. Especially because we, like, we all record with the same mic. This is some, like, inside baseball yeah. stuff. That... Inside baseball? What do you mean? Oh, you don't know what inside baseball means? That phrase? We're inside a baseball. Oh, boy! Inside baseball means, like, insider like inside knowledge. Jokes, in- kind of. But, in, like, they're, uh, like, you only know about it because you're, you're in the know. Yeah. You only know about it because you're in the, in the know. know. you know. It's, but, but also, it's only interesting because you're in the know. Yes. And no one outside one of, no one outside no one cares. cares. <laughs> no, but if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> what if you think about what? <laughs> Why would we talk about anything on this podcast if we really thought, like, well, who would care about what we say? It's not who would care about what we say. It's who would care about the minutia of <laughs> the fact that we only use one mic or that we use paper notes or that, like... We only use one mic because I really don't have time We're talking to- about Supernatural here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget <laughs> what show we were talking about? No. It's just that it's like, you know, some people are going to be really, some people are going to like what we're talking about. And I think it's interesting. You think it's interesting when we talk about the minutia of like... Some people like paper, okay? <laughs> some people are going to be very upset that we use paper notes and some people are going to be... Very, yeah! Out of our like 40 listeners, some, some people are going to be very excited that we use paper notes. Some, some people, people are, are gonna, not going to care at all. Some people are going to be like, yeah, you know what? I think... It's about time that people go back to paper note-taking when people are like, okay, get out your computers, time to take notes. I'm like, no, I'm going to get out my notebook. You know why? (laughs) (laughs) I like this character. (laughs) Yep. You know why? You know why? (laughs) Because that's... (laughs) (laughs) The <laughs> <laughs> I can't finish your thought. so good. That's <laughs> the traditional way you do it. Um, paper and pen. Some conservatives who listen to our show. <laughs> paper and pen and not... No, sit, cut. Cut. Not the demographic we want. <laughs> Them kids these days that are putting new everything... new technology. They're putting everything oh, no. on the internet. All the podcasters oh, and no. the flip-floppers and the... <laughs> The, the TV watchers and the, <laughs> the tic and the... Ed is like, we used, it used to just be you and I on cases. And Harry's like, two lone wolves. And they're like, you know, two lone wolves need... Other wolves. Other wolves. <laughs> so we get this title card that said, phase one, the homework. 
and as we've got a mockumentary mm-hmm. set up, yeah. um, we, we've got the interior of Ghost Facer HQ, which is a garage filled with ghost hunting stuff, and we're introduced to our different cast members. The mm-hmm. first one up is Alan J. Corbett, introduced as intern and cook, and we have a little interview with him. He got involved because he saw Ed putting up flyers down at the outlet mall. He read one and thought, like, where do ghosts come from? He's like, and now here I am. I love it when Harry walks in, he's like, good morning, morning ghost facers, and Spruce is like, it's 7 p.m. Yeah. It's like, that's morning to a ghost facer. Corbett is, like, putting up, like, pictures and evidence and things on a whiteboard, and they're, like, donuts and chips on a table in the garage with laptops and papers and everything, they're, like, they're doing their homework. Ed is like, no, 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 that's gotta go up here, we have to see the whole field, and he's like, markers, eraser, good job. And, um, then, yeah. Then we see Maggie, like, smacks Harry. And Harry's like, Ed, your sister's abusing the staff. And Ed goes, adopted sister. And Maggie just stares at him. She does the iconic office uh, like looking Pam. at the camera. Yeah, or like Pam, like just staring at somebody. Yeah. Like, why would you have done that? Or like, mm-hmm. why did you say that? Yeah, yeah, office Zoom. And the actress who plays Maggie, Brittany Ishibashi, she, she's from California, so not one of our like Canadian actors. Right. I know her from Grace and Frankie. She is one of the corporate assistant people. Grace's company that her daughter now runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the, the guy with the bow tie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then there's the lady. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's her. Yeah. She she's in their corporate structure. Cool. Yeah. Okay. She looked familiar. But yeah, I, I recognized her from Grace and Frankie. Then we get a little um like little interview with Maggie, like a little snippet from an interview with Maggie. She's like, Ed has been obsessed with the supernatural since we were kids. Meets Harry at computer camp and it's love at first geek. That sounds like something from Geek Charming. Kinda does. We learn about Spruce. He turns the camera around, he's like because he's a cameraman, he's like Spruce here. What a player. When we are not seeing the view from one of the cameras they've placed around the place, Spruce seems to be our primary cameraman. We yeah, don't we see get, him on camera very often. We get often. the feeling that someone is, like, moving the camera. Spruce is the cameraman. so We, we don't, hear him behind the camera, yeah. so it's like... And we'll, we'll hear him making commentary on stuff. He's supposed to, he's he's the guy mostly filming things. Yeah. He says, I'm 15 16th Jew and 1 16th Cherokee. <laughs> right. So, here's the thing about this. I'm pretty sure Ben Edlin is Jewish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jewish jokes pop up in his stuff, but it's, it's still it's a very mid two thousands kind of joke. It really is. Even and it says on under his, it says Kenny Spruce, camera, licensed shamanologist, and one sixteenth Cherokee. Like that's 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 the thing that he's wonderful. identifying with. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Even if Ben Edlund is Jewish, yeah. he shouldn't be making the. Native American the, the, joke, right? Yeah, so so the history of the one sixteenth Cherokee thing. There there is so there, we've got this is a there's a this is a very complicated it's it's a it's a very specific Is it a very specific reference? It's a, yeah, it was I mean, it's a very specific history. Yeah. Um so the one six it's one sixteenth Cherokee or of a different tribe. It is very specifically the history of one sixteenth Cherokee. So the Cherokee were a people who lived in the South. Mm-hmm. who famously were driven off their lands in you know the Trail of Tears. That mm-hmm. was a whole thing. Yeah. It was horrific. Not all that long after that, people in the South, now that the Cherokee are no longer there, started to romanticize the idea of the Native people's struggle against the federal government. And that got tied into their idea about their struggle against the federal government in the South. Mm in the lead up to the Civil War. So there was this idea where if you could say that your great-great-grandmother, and it was always a grandmother, 
mm-hmm. was a Cherokee princess, mm. which wasn't even part of their no. structure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and this is always how it goes. Yeah. The great great grandmother is a Cherokee princess. That means that you, as a white plantation owner, are a more true American. The game is true American. One, two, three, four, JFK! Than the Yankees of the North. Yep. And have more of a right to... And then we get into the Civil War! Uh, right. But it was always great-great-grandmother Cherokee princess. Um, because if it had been grand father that would have meant native man white woman yeah which was bad yep a white man was permitted to have relationships however recognized with you know their slaves and yep. cherokee princesses because it couldn't be anything less than a cherokee princess it had to be someone of high social standing or it wouldn't look good in their family lineage but also like, it's okay for the man yes. to do it and not for the woman to be, like... Yes. Yeah, like, in the, in the, in the, in the same like way, a, uh, you know, a woman could... A white woman could not be with a black man. Yes. Same idea. So it had to be a Cherokee woman of high standing with their white great-great-grandfather, leaving just enough... And, the, and now we get into a very complicated discussion on the history of blood quantum, which is something that the federal government uses to to this day to determine assistance given to Native American people mm-hmm. and like right reparations okay. it's, it, and like whether you're a true Native American or not. So this is an ongoing discussion that none of us are qualified to comment on right? because there's a lot of disagreement about yeah. the way the way like the federal government recognizes it is it has to be like of a single tribe but the way yeah. that you know some people with native american heritage can't trace themselves back to a single tribe or it's mi- a mixed tribe thing how much is enough for them to identify with their cultural heritage very complicated situation but blood quantum was also used it was like it was the one drop thing yeah with determining if you were black yes mm. So what they wanted was just enough Cherokee blood yeah. to qualify them as true Americans. And remember, everything you hear in true American is a lie, knock on wood. But not so much that they lost their standing as a white person. So lots of very complicated background to the 116th Cherokee joke, which I'm sure they were not thinking about at all. No, absolutely not. It's just something that people say. Right, and it, but it's very but specifically it's, something that people say. Or like it is. Had, had said and, and, and did say during that time period. And it's like one of those things. Early 2000s. And, and it's and one of those things like if that's something your family says. Mm. Oh, that's a big old yikes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sort of a, well, we know what side your family was on. Yeah. <laughs> but then he, he goes into detail about his patrilineal line. Yeah. His grandfather and his great-grandfather and his great-great-grandfather and makes an extended-length Jewish joke. Yes. Mm-hmm. None of which I feel like are great. Mm-hmm. No, and it's not like, ha, 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 I'm Jewish so I can make this joke. Like, yes, but you're, like, you're the writer and you're having somebody else say it, but... And also, and also, like, should you be perpetuating that? Mm. Probably not. Probably not. But also, if this, this this feels so two thousand eight. It does. 
Especially because he says Jew and not like Jewish. Yeah. It's, I'm 15, 16th Jew. I'm like, it's like, oh. Hmm. Like you can say like, I am like partially a like, Jewish oh, heritage. Yeah. No, it's nothing <laughs> on this show is written with any sensitivity. No. But, and this feels like the type of joke that you're like, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe don't leave that maybe, out. Maybe, maybe leave it out. Or maybe that's another time, pass. Maybe. And then the writers are like, it's just a joke. It feels like that joke. Yeah. It's like, what? It's just a joke. Like, like. Like, oh, you're what? so sensitive. Spruce seems like the type of person to, to do to that, to, that. To do that, too. Well, it's just a joke, and I'm allowed to say it. Because I'm like, Jewish. Like, like, yeah, but... But, hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. He also makes a joke later. Yes. There's a couple. There's a couple there's later. At least one, yeah. Yeah, he, like yeah, he, call, he calls Ed, Ed mein Fuhrer. That doesn't mm, feel right at all. That doesn't either. feel right. I can just hear the writers being like, well, that's part of the joke. Oh, it's so wrong. It's, it's like, part like, of his character, man. Yeah. It's like, He's just doing what his character would do. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Toxic. We get to see Ed doing uh, a mission briefing. He's at the whiteboard. Ghostfacer HQ 715 yep. research well, briefing. Timestamp. So we get to learn about their mission at the Morton house. We get these scary exterior shots of a house that's been abandoned. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's a uh, monster house. It's monster house. It eats people. <laughs> um, no, no, no. So we <laughs> learn every four years, it becomes the most haunted place in America. It's the leap year ghost. I love that he's like, he holds out his hand. He's like, most haunted place in America. And he drops his marker. Like, I don't know if it's by accident or not, but he like, he like has a whiteboard marker and it falls out of his hand. <laughs> Midnight as February 29th begins. No one has stayed the night. They're like, right. And Harry's like, yeah, every eyewitness is cutting room before midnight. Corbett starts handing out coffee. Ed pauses and he's like, oh yeah, this is good coffee. And then he and Corbett have kind of a an, a weird, awkward exchange where Corbett's, Corbett's like, like, it's French vanilla because the other day you said how much you liked it. So Ed's like, thank you. And Corbett's like, you are welcome. And walks away. I'm paying attention. <laughs> uh, Harry gets a little, you know, mockumentary interview in his car. I like that his interview is just in the car. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I like Corbett. I do. Um, yeah, like, good hustle. Like, shows up to work. Gets there early. Corbett appears and, like, starts knocking on the window and, like, hi. Smiles. It gives him a thumbs up. And Harry kind of waves him off, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Then he goes, I think he likes Ed. He Could says, be trouble for the whole team. I think he's got the hots for Ed. Which, like, does this mean? No, because... Uh, does this mean that he's jealous? Does this mean that Harry is jealous? A little, maybe? But he's got... But well, then it's like he's, he's got Maggie. Mm -hmm. but does he use her to get back at Ed? Maybe. It could also be that he's, like, he's moved on a little bit, but it's still, like... Well, it's not allowed to be with anybody because I like it. There might like be some of that. Hard to get much subtext reading at all when it's a pretty flat joke they're writing. Right? I don't know, but it's also like... I feel like it's not in Harry's character to be like, well, that's like gross because it's gay. He isn't no. really saying it's and, gross. And he no, just... and that's something in this episode. Like, it's not... It's not written. Like, it's not or... written as being a bad thing exactly. No. The, the bad thing is that a relationship in the group would be bad for the group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, I think that's which, what he which means, is a, like, which, it would be trouble for the whole team yes. if there was any kind of which is which is a, Which is a double standard he's holding. Yeah. Yeah. Then we get Corbett, he's, like, talking about Ed. He's like, Ed's more rugged with the golden gulps. He's, like, beautiful sort of beard. And then he's, uh, no, Harry, Harry's nice. He <laughs> 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 kind of shrugs it off, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So at the mission briefing, the 29th is this coming Friday. Then there's this clattering <laughs> loud noise. They're like, oh my god! And like the shaky cam. 
The as, whiteboard falls, clatters, as the, as the, the garage, garage door opens, and there's like, a man with a car, like, entering the garage. He's like, Dad, I told you we were gonna have the garage right now. Like, well, let's, let's cut. We don't need to leave this. Harry's like, cut the cameras. We don't need this part. And everyone's like, oh. So, title card. Phase two, infiltration. So we have exterior nighttime shots of the Morton house. A lot of flashlights mm-hmm. and shaky, shaky cam running. Running, running at and, night. And, <gasps> Stay low. Follow formation. <laughs> they come to a fence with a warning sign and it's locked. And Ed is like, as suspected, a lot of people have tried to break into the Morton house. Local authorities are fed up. And uh, Harry says like that. It looks like the cops have got this place fenced off. And, and does like a hand motion, yeah, yeah, like like with like two fingers up, and is like, eh, yep, fenced it's off. Maggie's like, wait, didn't you guys get a permit? Like, that's a good idea for next time. <laughs> Ed gets the bolt cutters out, and like <laughs> they start to hear music in the distance and a something. rumbling engine. And they're like, like oh, turn the lights on. Bruce is like, car, car. So they all hide, and we see a cam- the camera from the bushes. We hear the music as a car approaches. It's the Impala with the it's boys. It's the boys. And they're listening to some song. I don't know what it was. Weird an American band. I don't know what that is. What? That's the song. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. I'm making a not an American band. It's, you know, classic rock. Playing on the car radio. We can hear the rumbling engine. And Sam, sitting in the passenger seat, has a, a flashlight. And he's, like, shining it on the house and, like, looking around. He's got a really stern face going on. Yeah, they're serious. And they slow down to look. And then they kind of drive away. We're not really sure to where. They... The, the team doesn't see or recognize who's driving it. So they say, like, it's okay, not the cops, it's just Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> and then they cut through the bolts and take off toward the house. Let's L- go, go, go! Flashlights, shaky cam, Into the house. It's creepy and dark and dusty. Pretty typical, dirty, abandoned, haunted house interior. Harry's like, okay, everybody, ghost facers, line up. So we have setting up the like, command center one. This is the eagle's, eagle's nest. nest. We have a little montage. Music plays, time lapse of them setting up. Corbett sets up a hallway cam. Ed is like checking all the cameras that everybody's setting up. And he's like, looking good, Corbett. And Corbett goes, copy that, Ed. <laughs> and <Ed's laughs> and like, Ed goes, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Spruce, and Spruce has basement cam too. Maggie, this is Maggie, you copy? And Ed's like, there you are. Harry, are you alive? <laughs> Harry's like, upstairs, Ed. Cam number one. Ed says, like, let's regroup at the Eagle's Nest. This is where Spruce, when setting up the camera, makes the Mein Fuhrer joke. Yes. Mm. He, says, he says, checking basement camera two, Mein Fuhrer. Hmm. Was that needed? No, yeah, when, no. when writing, we ask ourselves some questions. Oh, we use the think system. <laughs> la di da di da di da di da. La di da. La di da. That's it. <laughs> we ask ourselves some questions. Have you ever been mountain biking? How much money would it take to make you spend a night in a cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> there, there is the like. We use think. It's like T. Think. <laughs> think. Think harder. No. H. No, H harder. Harder. <laughs> <No>. I. <laughs> Introspection. In, yeah. N. No. <laughs> K. Kindness. <laughs> kindness. <laughs> I like that. No kindness, just interest. I think the no in the middle is where we run into the problem. Because we say introspection, no. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's the problem. We should do, we should do instead of like, no kindness. Yeah. No. No. Kindness. <laughs> no. <laughs> kindness. Facebook, FaceTime. Morton House, 10.51 p.m. First floor, team one, Ed and Corbett. Ed and Corbett are exploring the house with the EMF reader. EMT reader. Calling out to the ghosts, speaking to the restless spirits of the Morton house, introducing themselves. If there are any spirits here tonight, tell me, 
Does this sound like Shakira? We go to a door and open it quickly and kind of scared and carefully. So this is really just phasmophobia. It is. This entire episode is just, like, who has the temperature reader? Like, who has the cross? The EMF? <laughs> who has the crucifix? Who has the like, salt? Who has, yeah, the salt. Who has all of the other, like, supplies? Like, you can only carry a couple. Or, like, you can only have one, like, extra thing. And you can and a flashlight. And it's, like, who's got what readings collaborating to catch, or, or, like, a ghost on camera and stuff. But it was very, like, people running around a house, like, gamers, like... <laughs> oh, oh, I saw something! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! And you hear screams off camera. And right, you're like, or it's like the proximity thing where like yeah. um you like only, like you hear them like further away when the character is further away in the house. So it's like they're a little bit quieter on your end. And you just hear distant screams. So they they're doing a lot of like like clearing corridors like 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 ooh, like, like, like got my back. And then, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. And Corbett's like, is there an entity or entities with us now? Give us a sign of your presence. Does this sound like Shakira? Corbett starts to hyperventilate. It's like, okay, breathe, buddy. He's like, I can't breathe. It's like, Corbett, you gotta pull it together. And a door opens and Corbett is breathing heavily. And they're like, whoa. It's like night vision. Like, put on your, do your night vision. And Corbett's like, oh, yeah. Turns it on. Ed goes, he's like, calm down, buddy. Calm the whirlwinds of your mind. Second floor, team two, Harry, Spruce, and Maggie. Harry's like explaining for the camera, like, we're doing a basic, basic EMF, EMF, EVP, temp flux sweep. <laughs> Spruce notices a staticky glitch in the camera, and he's like, and then he looks around at it, and he's like, weird, it's gone. Harry is very weakly trying to kick down a door, and Spruce is like, turn the knob. <laughs> turn the dial. He like turns the knob and then, and then kicks, kicks it very weakly again, and then <laughs> Harry runs and screams and runs away down the hall. And we see Spruce, like, with, or like, he's got the camera on like what's this open door he's like it's a rat dude <laughs> there's a dead rat on the floor yeah and we hear and like we hear harry's interview from earlier and he's like i don't really like rats they're gross rats are like the rats of the mm. world stupid <laughs> and he's like what was that an apparition because the emp was off the old spruce scares harry he's like that's not funny he picks up the rat and throws it at him <laughs> <laughs> and in corbett they've got the night vision a lot of heavy breathing yeah poor He's like, okay, it was just a branch in the window. <laughs> and then they turn to see two figures with flashlights. And they, they, start, they, start, <laughs> they start screaming. Freeze, police officers, don't move. He's like, yeah, let's see some ID. And we see that it's Sam and Dean. Right here, Corbett, he's like, are we under arrest? <laughs> and Dean's like, want to explain that outfit, Mr. Corbett? Ed is like, I know you. Dean is like, like sure you do. Okay, ID. Like, give me some ID. And he's like, but I know both of you guys. Long, tense pause, and Sam, with, like, realization, says, holy bleep. And there's a bleep. You can see... He, I, he says shit. He says shit. He, he does, his mouth makes the shape, the shape of the word. But every time now, when there's a swear that they can't say on TV, there's a little icon of, like, a skull or something, or, like, the Ghost Facers logo skull that's in, like, the O in Ghost Facers, mm -hmm. and, like, over the mouth, and it's very Craig Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We, so Dean says son of a bitch a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They say like goddamn it a lot. Mm -hmm. They don't say shit. They don't really say shit. They say crap all the time. They do say crap. They don't really say shit. Yeah. So Sam is like, West Texas. There was that tulpa that we took out. Like, they're two goofballs that almost got us killed. Hellhounds something. It's like, we're not that anymore. 
There's a pause, and then Dean swears. He's like, fuck me. Yeah, we that's, s- that's the only swear that makes sense there. Because he, it's, bleep me. But, like, it's, you can kind of see that he's saying it, too. Yeah, yeah like, it's like that, 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 like, the icon doesn't, uh, doesn't cover the entire mouth when they yeah. say uh, swear words now. But Corbett is like, Ed, what's going on? Ed's like, they're not cops, buddy. No, not even close. Not even close. Dean tells them that they all need to leave. You need to leave! And Ed's like, listen here, chisel chest. <laughs> we were here first. We've already set up base camp. We beat you. And Dean Mary, like, well, we don't even have dental. They don't even have dental. And aside to, yeah. to Sam, it's like, uh, they were here first. <laughs> Slams Ed up against the wall. And he's like, Ed. Where is your partner? <laughs> Second floor bedroom, team two, Harry, Spruce, and Maggie. EMF is spiking. Temperature's down like 11 degrees. Spruce's camera is visiting again. And they're like, something keeps messing with the chip. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> An apparition appears. There's like a gangster man. This is just home alone. It's me, Snakes. I got the stuff. It's yeah, the, no, yeah, it yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the same. It's the same. Angels, angels with, with filthy, filthy souls. souls. How much do I owe you? AC said 10%. Yeah, they like, look, like, buddy, I'm sorry. That's it. That's all the money I... And <laughs> he gets shot, screams, and disappears. I'm going to give you to the count of 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no-good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. All right, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm going. One, two, ten. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. And then we get like like a commercial wipe, right? Of Ghostbusters, where it's like freeze frame hard for going to commercial instead of just going dark. <laughs> yeah. So back at Ghostfacer base camp, Dean's yelling at Ed about being in the Morton house on leap year. What are you thinking? And Ed's like, "We're here to spend the night for our TV show." It's like no one's done it before, and. Like, like, actually, they have. I mean, and you know why you've never heard about it? Because they're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> Sam pulls out a whole file of police reports, missing person cases. Where was he keeping? Where was she keeping them? <laughs> <laughs> Going back almost half a century, we've got John Graham stayed on a dare, gone. Julie Wilkerson gone. Tons more. And tons gone. more. <laughs> Listed two. And more. Gone, gone. They're all gone. Broken, broken, gone, gone, broken, broken, broken. Uh, they all stay the night all on leap year. The only body that was found was the last owner, Freeman Daggett. And Ed's like, these look legit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they are. And he's like, we don't have time. He's like, at midnight, your friends are going to die. Back with team two. There's a lot of screaming and running coming down the stairs. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And the hair's like, Corbett, we saw one. It was like a class four apparition. Everyone like yelling and, and talking over each other. And then they all stop when they like, see hey. Sam and Dean staring at them. And I think he's supposed to say, he's like, aren't those the fuckers from Texas? But his mouth he doesn't, doesn't. What does he say then? It bleeps. It says, hey, aren't those the bleep from Texas? It looks like he just says, says guys. guys. Maybe he was meant to say that or like fuckers, but then he like didn't. Like he accidentally I don't, said the line wrong, but they still use the footage. I don't know. I don't know. It, it looks as I, like I don't know what other swear, what, what swear it's, works there. Hey, aren't those the shitheads? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, aren't those the fuckers? Aren't those the assholes? Assholes. It looks like he just says, hey, aren't those the guys? Yeah, it's like he just says guys. It's one little, like one, one syllable, like guys. Cunts. I don't know, but that'll be great. Harry, Harry! Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I came from Australia. <laughs> we say it all the time. <laughs> Dean's trying to get them all to pack up and go. He's like, "Let's do this reunion across the street. We'll get you ice cream on us. It'll be great." <laughs> 
No one's paying any attention to him. Maggie's busy pulling up the footage of the ghost death thing. So she's like, proof, huh? And like shows the video. And Sam and Dean kind of watch it, like, huh? And then like there's a commotion as the boys walk away. And Sam is like, do you think we're off about this? Like, that was a death echo. Dean is like, like, why? Did did anyone get shot here? And Sam was like, no, not that I can find. They've walked away from the mic, so their voices are kind of quiet. But Spruce is being a cameraman, yeah. has followed them away from the commotion and is watching them have their aside. And then he calls over, what's a death echo? <laughs> Sam is like, well, we got a problem. That ghost ain't it. And Spruce is like, what's a death echo? <laughs> and they kind of exasperate, like, okay, we'll explain. Echoes are trapped in a loop. They keep replaying how they died over and over again, usually in the place where they were ganked. It's about as dangerous as a scary movie. Seems like maybe not dangerous, but something else here is. Dean says, like, we need to get out of here, guys. Like, come on, let's go. Like, commotion, like, like, like moving like, everyone. Like, <laughs> And Ed is like, wait, where's Corbett? <laughs> First, like... Ed, why do he was on your team? Buddy yeah. system, my dude. Yeah. How did he not make it back down here with you? How did that happen? He's it was like, just the two I'm of just you. gonna go to the bathroom. Okay. And that was with Sam and Dean. Yeah. How'd, how'd, the, how'd they get separated? How'd that happen? She just snuck away, I guess. <sighs> he wandered. Away. I mean, makes sense for him, I guess, but yeah. he just kind of wandered off and Cor- we see Corbett. He's like, I wish to communicate with the restless spirits here. If you're here, give us a sign. The camera starts to fizzit and f- the flashlight goes out and he's like, huh, I lost power. Uh, did the lights go out, guys? The lights went out up here. And he's like, oh, I think I have night vision on this. Turns on the night vision and with the camera facing him and we see a figure standing behind him. A very tall figure. Yeah. yeah. So Ed is like, no man left behind. And we hear Corbett scream. Go, go on without me. Just go. A good soldier never leaves a man behind. So the, the two- guys all run upstairs yelling, and Sam is like, guys, guy! And they're like, ah, and we, I think he goes, fuck! <laughs> it looks like he says shit. Okay, okay. But but with with the emphasis, it looks like he should be saying fuck, but yeah, I'm pretty sure shit. his mouth says shit. And then we see Corbett being dragged down a hallway by the ghost, and he's like, let me go! And it's back and forth between Corbett and the guys looking for him, and then we see Morton House, 11.59pm, go to 12am. And Sam is like, Corbett's not here, let's go. And this the, is turning they're the gathering the kids, <laughs> and everyone's yelling, and they go down to base camp, and uh, we see Morton House, 12.04 a.m., February 29th. into Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. They gotta survive until morning. Yep. Sam is, like, talking to Dean. He's like, let's go hunt the Morton House, you said. It's our Grand Canyon, you said. And Dean's like, I don't want to hear this. Sam is like, you got two months left, Dean. Instead, we're gonna die tonight. And Sam throws a chair at the front door, and it breaks, and everyone's like, whoa, whoa! Everybody stay calm! What's the procedure, everyone? everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait! Everybody just Calm down! They're like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Sam, very angry. He's like, I'll tell you what's going on. Every door, every window, I'm guessing, every exit out of this house, all sealed. Dean says it's a supernatural lockdown. Whatever took Corbett doesn't want us to leave. No exit. And in honor of Jean-Paul Sartre's classic play, No Exit, we have installed a No Exit sign. (laughs) He's like, no death echo. This isn't a death echo. It's a bad mother and it wants us scared. And Maggie's like, or it wants us. They could have used that as now, a, why as a bad they mother. Bleep there? I don't know. 
why? They didn't. He didn't say motherfucker, but it could have been. It was expensive. I don't know. Maybe. I don't. Do they have to pay for those? That's funny. <laughs> have to pay for every beep. <laughs> Spruce's camera's on the fritz again. But he pans down to see Harry and Maggie holding hands. They're like, oh, something's coming, and everyone's like, gets closer together, and like, uh, yeah, as he pans down and then turns the camera, we we catch their hands together. There's a camera glitch, and Harry's like, EMF spiking. Uh, Dean's like, everybody, stay close. Something's coming. Spruce's camera glitches, and a different death echo appears. Dean's like, multiple echoes? What's going on? And it's a man. Looks a little disoriented. And Dean goes up to him. He's like, hey, buddy. He goes up to the echo. He's like, wake up. You're dead. So Sam is like, it's rare, but sometimes you can shock an echo out of its loop. If you can talk to a part of the ghost that's still human, usually you have to have a connection with the deceased. So they have, because they have dealt with that one. She had been living her death over and over again. She might have been a type of death echo. Maybe. But then she didn't, they didn't like snap her out of it. And then she, it was like she chose to go toward the light, they, you know? They kind of did. Yeah. These death echoes are very contained. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hers was a much more co- complicated situation. Yeah. She was reliving her death on the anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe something kind of like that. Oh, it's a similar logic to the mm. situation. Dean is still yelling at this death echo. He's like, wake up! Be dead! The echo turns around and we hear a train sound and see kind of like lights. I like trains. <laughs> Dean says, snap out of it, buddy, huh? And then the Echo gets hit by an invisible train. And, like, blasts backward across the room and disappears. So we're like, hmm, this couldn't have happened here. (laughs) It's a scene transition. They're they're transitioning from this scene to the next scene, but they're using spooky exterior shots of the building Oh, yes, yes, yes. Dean is like, dude, there are no records of this here. Like, no one has ever gotten run over by a train here. Maggie asks if the Echoes took Corbett. They're they're moving the group from one area to another. So, like, this conversation is happening. We're seeing it through Maggie's camera yeah. as the group is moving. Dean's like, yes, no, I don't know. We don't know. We're trying yes, to figure yeah, that out. Maybe so. <laughs> and Sam is like, stay close. He like explains. He's like, death echoes are ghosts. Usually ghosts haunt places where they lived or died. And Dean says like, except these guys didn't live or die here. And Maggie's like, so what are they doing here? And Dean goes like, hey, give the lady a cigar. And he's like, no, seriously, like does looking through the camera, like, at this nightmare make you feel better? And she kind of, like, puts the camera down for a second. It's like, um, well, I mean, yeah, uh, and then she pulls it back up. She's like, yeah, I think so. And Dean's like, oh, like, okay. <laughs> Sam and Dean are investigating things. Sam finds, like, uh, an old certificate, plaque. Yeah, as the group enters this new framed room. Framed pa- piece of paper. As the group enters this new room, there's, like, big scary zooms on. There's taxidermy in here. <laughs> scary. Sam yeah. reads, uh, Freeman Daggett, house's last owner, uh, officially commended for 20 years of fine service at Gamble General Hospital. He's like, he was a doctor? It's like, no, janitor. He died in 1964 of a heart attack. They find piles of sea rations, a lifetime supply worth. Ed's starting to whine, but the boys are ignoring him. He's like, we should be digging up the floorboards. We're trying to find Corbett. Dean finds a locked cabinet. Sam finds a pamphlet for survival under atomic attack. Found it, I can cover. The bombs are coming down. Dean gets the locked cabinet open and, like, ha- finds a, a box in it. Turns and is, like, momentarily blocked by Ed, who's, like, scanning him with the EMF reader. Yeah, it's like, he's, he's it's like, like, um, like, do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> he looks through it and he's like, look, he's like, crap, this is crap. Taxidermy book. Okay. Like, you said hospital janitor. And then he pulls out... He's like, ah, oh, ew, we've got three toe tags here. Gunshot, train, 
suicide. He said toe tags. I was trying to figure out what he meant, and I was like, like skin tags? <laughs> <laughs> toe like ta- toes? Like, like tags on your on your toes. Well, yeah, I was like, is there such a thing as like skin tags that like appear on toes yeah, that like... Warts? like yeah, I was like... But then I pulled out pieces of paper. Were you able to figure out what he meant? Yeah. Sam and Dean both have like a ew. And then, and, and the rest of the team is not following. So they have to explain that this is why the death echoes are here they're because the bodies, bodies are, are here, here in the house because like that because like, daggett brought the remains home from the morgue to taxidermy and harry and ed look at each other and they're like ew yeah dean's like wait a minute and we then we see that maggie has broken off from the group and she's doing her own little walkthrough explore she spooks herself with her flashlight out a mirror and a taxidermy bird <laughs> and then the camera's like sort of fizzing a little bit and she turns and dean is right there and he's like Closer to the heart. And oh. Harry's like, Maggie? Maggie! And he's like, she's fine. So they, they all go back to the same room, and there's a lot of, like, crosstalk. We got the camera visiting, and Dean's like, like, nobody move, everybody stay close. Camera visit, visit. Sam disappears. <laughs> and the flashlight falls from where it was, it was in his hand to the floor. And everyone's like, where's Sam? Where'd he go? Dean goes over to where he was standing, sees the flashlight on the floor, picks it up, and then starts calling for Sam. Like, Sam! And we have another... Ghost Facers commercial freeze frame. Commercial break. Commercial break. <laughs> Flash. We're in the Morton house. Everyone is running around calling for Sam and Sammy, Corbett. Corbett! Sammy. There's lots Looking of flashlights. Around. Shaky cam. Maggie and Harry split off from the group, and Spruce's camera is like watching them. <laughs> yeah, through like through a, like a hole in the wall, like, or like like ooh. boards and yeah. like like there's like broken boards. Like we got some we Ma- got some action. Here. Yeah, Maggie's scared, and Harry goes to comfort her, and <laughs> then like, they just start making scared. out. It's like it's gonna be okay, Maggie. Maggie, he's like, it's good. It's gonna be okay. And then his feet like walk towards her, like, moves closer to her, kisses her, and Spruce zooms in a little bit. I mean, he would be good on like, like The Bachelor or like, yeah, 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 or, like I'm thinking yeah. like, like a reality. He has a TV career. Show. He does in in being getting, a cameraman, getting behind, getting all the action, getting all those behind the scenes shots where they're like, you see everything. Yeah. And then he's, he's, he's filming them make, make out as he's like, like a little, like very quietly. <laughs> but then he notices, like, like someone has come up on his right and he kind of turns the camera and Ed is there watching through like the open doorway. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like, just an open doorway. Like, and Eddie kind of goes, oh. <laughs> oh. And then films the entire <laughs> confrontation. And it sees Harry and Maggie, walks in and shines a light on them and they don't separate for like a couple seconds. They're like, they have this flashlight shining on them and Ed is just standing there like, uh, 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 uh. And then they're like, they separate and it's like, <gasps> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, Harry's like, Ed, Harry, Ed, <laughs> Bella, <laughs> Ed, Edward, Ed, Jacob, Jacob, <laughs> Bella. Janet. Dr. Scott. Janet. Bad. Rucker. Janet. Dr. Scott. Janet. Bad. Rucker. Janet. Dr. Scott. Janet. Bad. Rucker. Ed goes like, Harry, are you banging my sister? <laughs> and, and Harry's like, No. What? Like me? No. 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 What? When? What? And then Ed goes up to Spruce and he's like, hold my glasses. And he gives him his glasses. And then he kind of pushes Harry up next to the wall and they kind of Eh. wrestle a Eh. little. It's a little slap fight. It's a little Eh. like, yeah, Eh. like not at arm's length slapping, but it's kind of like, I'm like, like, I'm like wrestling you, but grappling. Right. Dean has to go in to break it up. 
It's like, oh man, what and the hell? <laughs> he says, "What the bleep are you doing?" I'm pretty sure he does say, "Fuck." Okay, pretty sure. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Jensen, like Jensen down does two say. people, and he walks away, and then he starts calling for Sam again. Sam, <laughs> The group disperses. Ed goes to Spruce for reassurance that what he was using, he was like, "Was it look good?" Like, I won, right? Like, I, I, I won. He, he's like, "Give me my glasses." Like, did, did he knock a tooth out? Is he? Is he's like, "No, you're, 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 fine, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I won, right?" <laughs> yeah, you won. <laughs> Harry, like, walks past Spruce, and he's like, thanks, Spruce. And, then, and Spruce is like, yeah, it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, literally. And then Ma- Maggie goes, like, great, that, like, that's nice. <laughs> she walks past him. Yeah, like, they weren't the ones that were kissing. Yeah. I mean, know, he like, could have been, he could have been like, <clears throat> I know, but, but it was but still, but it's it was, not like it's his fault. Yeah, no. He's like, yeah, like, I'm just catching all the, I'm just the cameraman. The on camera, like, <laughs> like, guys, we're in a crisis, don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how's that my fault? Our next scene is... This is a tone shift, for sure. Is a tone shift. Yeah. We're seeing through a night vision camera, and it's looking... It's it's hard to make out what's happening, but it, it looks like a table set with things. Mm-hmm. And there's a song playing in the background. You TikTokers might recognize it. I'm not entirely sure about our demographic here, how active you li- you, our listeners are on TikTok. If you listen to 50s, 60s music on the radio, or if you're on TikTok, <laughs> either end <laughs> of the, right. the spectrum. In the middle, I think you probably, probably I not. I have been but, on both. <laughs> but but if, if, you're, if you listen to mid-century radio, or are on TikTok a lot, or both. Or both. 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 Both is good. You would recognize the song, It's My Party. Um, it's just this one, that one chunk of the song just over uh, on, on a record. It sounds like there's a record scratch and then it starts over. We we see that this this night vision camera is Corbett's camera. He kind of picks it up and like we can kind we can see him. We can see his face. He's bleeding, and we can hear Sam's voice speaking to him, trying to call out to him. He's like Corbett, wake up! Corbett wakes up from across the table, across from a tied up Sam. He looks rough. Yeah, they both look pretty rough, yeah, but like but Corbett, Corbett looks rough, and Sam is like, "You gotta keep listening to my voice." He's like, "I'm right here, like stay awake." Our ghost, Daggett, kind of see like from this camera angle, we see this part of a tall man. He says like, "Don't listen to him," like talking about Sam to Corbett, and he's like, "It stops hurting, so don't worry." And he grabs like a metal rod, knife sharpener, something steak, like a yeah. metal piece of piece rebar. Of, yeah. I, like, but it's like somehow it's like on the table, like it's like it's meant to be there, and goes behind Corbett, and we hear Sam being like, "Like Corbett, stay with me. I'm right here." He's like, "Hey," he's like, "Don't, don't know." And the ghost plunges the metal bar through Corbett's throat from the back of his throat. And this is not an off-screen death. No, no we, we see, see it. it, and it's graphic it's through night vision, but, but it's, it's still, still graphic. You can see the thing coming through the front of his yeah. neck. And he's, like, choking on his There blood. was some practical effect there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it was impressive. But and then oh. Sam is just, like, yelling for, like, Corbett, Corbett. And Corbett kind of mm. falls to the table. And you can see the night vision. He slumps against the bind. He doesn't yeah. fall entirely because yeah, he's being he's held he's, up. Yeah. And, like, the camera, slumps. the camera slumps and we get another shot of uh, Sam down the length of the table. So. It's like, get Damn it! Like the only gay character yeah. in the show that like we actually had some you know representation for once. Yeah. And then he immediately gets killed off, and they show his brutal death on screen, and they don't just show it once. We will talk about later. We get there when we get there. How many queer characters have we had so far? Three. One off screen. Yeah, Lily's uh, girlfriend. 
Lily. Ash. Oh, then four, because in Faith, the teacher... Yes. Uh, ...was one yeah. of the victims. Teacher in Faith, Lily, Lily Lily's, Lily's girlfriend, girlfriend, Andy. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Ash. 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 <laughs> so at least five plus. And then a Corbett. Yeah, Corbett. Uh, but like confirmed uh, was the teacher, yeah. Lily Lily's girl, girlfriend, and Corbett. But heavily implied. Were. Four confirmed. Yeah, it's like a. But and Andy. Adi- and a, an additional two. <laughs> Andy and Ash. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even it's like, then mm-hmm. Andy made like a weird. It was like a gay joke, but also it's like we didn't need to write him that way. I think it was out of character. There, yeah. He did a couple out of character things in, in, in that, that episode. episode. But. Yeah. Yeah. So we're with Harry, Maggie, and Spruce and Ed. They're following Dean. Uh, Dean is like running around. He's like, so Daggett was a Cold War nut, amateur taxidermist, uh, liked to slow dance with cadavers. All he ate were sea rations. He's like, what are we looking for? And Maggie says like, oh, lonely life. And Dean's like, it was a Cold War life. He was scared. And he's got this realization. He's like, scared. And cold (laughs) and war. (laughs) They're like, scared of what? And then they all follow Dean. And he's like, he was scared. Like, he has this this realization. So we're with Sam at the party. And he's like, telling Daggett to get away from him. And see Daggett approach him. He's like, it's okay. Relax. And he puts a party hat on Sam. We can't really see the top of Corbett's head, but he does. we can see the string. Corbett is wearing a party hat, too. Oh, man. We can just see, like, a hand holding a glass in the foreground. It's hard to see because it's night vision. Yeah. We can just see some more of the table setting. Yeah. Back to the team. Dean is going tearing down the stairs, team following behind him, and he explains that guys like Daggett, who were scared of the Ruskies, built bomb shelters. He's like probably the basement. So Dean goes through the basement door, followed closely by Spruce, and then the door slams shut. Uh, they're all like, whoa! Like, <laughs> not cool, man. Like, who shut the door? <laughs> and he's like, it was the ghost. Who turned off the lights? <laughs> so he's he, like, it wants to separate us. He says, Ed, listen to Ed on the other side of the door. He's like, there's some salt in my duffel. Make a circle and get in it. They're like, Ed and Harry look at each other like, inside. 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 In, like, in the, the duffel, duffel bag? In the duffel bag? He's like, no, the salt, you idiot. <laughs> he's like, oh, 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 oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and then they leave. And Dean and Spruce go downstairs. Ed, Harry, and Maggie are making the salt circle to get in. Harry is like, guys, I don't want to die. I don't I don't want you to die. <laughs> and Ed says, like, if we don't die, it's totally okay if you do my sister. And Maggie smacks Ed and is like, nice. Maggie's cam goes all staticky. And they gather close. The camera and- flickers and they're like, oh no. They look up and they see Corbett's death echo. So he is experiencing his death, ex- excruciating death, over and over and over again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And they're showing it to us over and over. Back downstairs with Dean and Spruce. Spruce is filming everything Dean is doing and trying to chat with Dean. <laughs> is that like a confessional yeah, moment? Yeah. He's like, we're doing a documentary thing. Yeah. Like, time for a confessional. Yeah. He's like, hey, can I ask you something? <laughs> Earlier, you and Sam, he said you had two months left. He's <laughs> like, he starts to say something. He's like, it's complicated. He's like, I. I think he says fucking problems yeah. <laughs> to some bleep yeah, some reality, show. reality show. I'm not. I'm gonna do my bleep job. Probably all. I'm gonna do my fucking, fucking job. job. I'm gonna yeah. see if my fucking problems. This fucking reality show. I'm gonna do my fucking, fucking job. job. And Spruce is like, "Is it cancer?" <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He's like, "Shut up." <laughs> and then we hear the "It's my party" music in what we now know is a bunker. Um, Daggett's talking to Sam, and he's like, I've been waiting for some more friends. I get lonely. Like, but you're coming to my party, aren't you? Dean and Spruce, they can hear the music. <laughs> but 
party, 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 party. can hear the music coming from behind the wall, so Dean moves this large metal cabinet to reveal the door. First guy's like, wow, you're strong. <laughs> Dean flips them off, but they have to blur out the middle finger, <laughs> which I like. I re- yeah. Sometimes, I mean, like, Spruce is like, whatever, but sometimes he gets off some good lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spruce I, like, has, I like Spruce in this scene, like, specifically. Just, I like, like the... I like Spruce. <laughs> I like Spruce when he's being the cameraman. Yeah. yeah. And, like, like when he follows Sam and Dean over to have a yeah. conversation, it's, it's like, like, what's, what's a dozen go? <laughs> Explain for the camera. <laughs> yeah, wow, you're strong. Like, <laughs> you. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you didn't help, you know. No, you just yeah. the camera. watching me do this. Um, in the bunker, Ooh, all the dead people at the table. Daggett is talking, and he's like, "You'll stay a good long time." And he's preparing to kill Sam. Dean forces his way through the door. Salt blasts the ghost. Spruce's camera v- reveals taxidermied corpses in party poses and a dead Corbett. It's like, oh, Corbett. And then we have ghost facers. It's a little bit more solemn now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> back with Harry, Ed, and Maggie in the salt circle. Ed is rocking back and forth. Like, <laughs> Harry's okay. like, Corbett's a death echo. And Maggie's like, he's living his death over and over again forever. We're back with Sam and you know, they're like, what, what does he want? And Sam's like, he's lonely. It's like Daggett was Norman Bates kind of crazy, like stuff your mom lonely. He lifted bodies from the morgue through the birthday party, and at midnight he sealed them in the bomb shelter and OD'd on horse tranks. Dean was like, How do you know this? And Sam's like, He told me. Oh, well, that's convenient. We had a little bit of a therapy session. (laughs) I took notes and I was like, Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you feel. No, those are strong feelings. And then Dean, it's it's not as wild a line as he sometimes says, <laughs> but he repeats what we've just gone over with a little line. <laughs> <laughs> so well, now that he's dead, same song, different verse. Same song, different different verse. It's like, uh, like a birthday party. Uh, and it sounds like, yeah, like staying forever. Yeah, he's just like a, just he's a little, little bit of a twinge, like, like a little, little bit. Of a, he's like, oh, so, oh, so same, same song, different verse. And it's, it's like, yeah, yeah. What, like, I ju- what, I what I just, just said, said. <laughs> but you said it differently. <laughs> and kind of weird. <laughs> Dean starts reloading his shotgun, and Spruce is like, are those real bullets? <laughs> and he's like, Dean's like, it's rock salt. <laughs> Harry is singing the Ghost Facer song to himself. <laughs> and he sings a lot of yeah. it. Yes, and they're not stopping him. You no. know? It's like, okay, if Harry needs to do this right now, Harry needs to do this right now. But Corbett appears again, and Ed says, like, guys, he's trapped and in pain. we got to try and pull him out of his loop. And Ed starts calling out to Corbett, and he starts to step outside the circle and goes up to Corbett. He's, like, trying to talk to him, and Corbett kind of flickers, and Ed runs back to the circle. And he's like, he, he's not hearing me. He won't stop dying. So Sam, Dean, and Spruce. Dean is pounding on the door, and Sam turns back to Spruce, and he's like, I, seriously, are you still filming this? And he's like, it makes him feel better. <laughs> Don't ask. Spruce sees a glitch in the camera. And he's like, oh, the ghost is coming back. <laughs> And gets grabbed by the ghost. And, like, tossed down the stairs. Uh, and then Sam comes to the rescue and shoots Daggett. So they're about to have a battle in the basement. Back with Harry, Ed, and Maggie. So now they have discussed. Harry's like, I know we can get through to him. And Ed's like, what? And he's like, he had feelings for you. And Ed's like, what? And you're, like, you're the brave one. You've got to go be gay for that 
poor dead intern. Send him into the light. And Ed crosses the salt, and then so do Harry and Maggie. Which is kind of dumb. But... Which is a little bit dumb, but like, you know. Ed goes up to Corbett, and he's got his glasses off, and he's crying. And he says, Corbett, you meant a lot to the team. You meant a lot to me. It's like, never back down, never say a bad word. I remember that. I remember because I love you, Corbett. I really, truly love you. And then Corbett kind of looks and actually sees Ed and says, like, says his name, like, says Ed. And Ed's like, yeah, it's me. He's like, look at me. He's like, you've got to help us, so please. See, when he said you gotta go be gay, I was expecting him to be like, oh, ew, I gotta go kiss him. This is not for laughs exactly. Yeah. That you gotta go be gay for that poor dead intern thing is a joke. Mm -hmm. But then the scene that follows is not. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he was being sincere when saying that he loved him? I don't know, because he was crying. And like, I don't don't know if it was like a... Was it just to snap him out of it? Or was it like, was he saying that he actually like loved him? Not necessarily like romantically, but maybe... Right, maybe like as a person, as a friend, as like a part of the team. Like, you know what? Like, just like I, you know... Like, I love you, man. Love Harry. I love my sister. Like, I love Spruce. Like, I I, I love you. You know, he could have been... Yeah, he could be genuine. Yeah. Do you like how they're all, like, fine with it, you know? Yeah, it's not like... None of them are like, ew. No, yeah, Harry's not like, oh man, I guess you gotta go be gay, like... It's like... No. Because he was in love with you, man. Yeah, 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 there's no revulsion in that. And it's... And earlier, it wasn't, you know, like, I think... When he's like, I think Corbin has a hots for Ed, it wasn't ew. It was... It's gonna be trouble for the whole team. Because any relationship on the team... It was still... It was Harry saying that, but... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, but as far as, like, the way most gay jokes are played, especially at this time of television, it's not being played as revulsion. Yeah. yeah. And and he's not a caricature. Mm-mm. No. Like, like most, like, yeah. gay characters would be. He's not, like, super feminine or... Flamboyant. Yeah. He's just a guy. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just a, dude. a dude. And he's just into another dude. So, like, I'm like, did Supernatural give us... <laughs> yeah, like good representation. representation. Is, that what, is that what Corbett was? But was they, that for the time, was for that... For the time, I was like, this is very progressive. Like, was, was that... Was that good... Good? Representation? The only thing that they marked on their bingo was killing him off in the first act. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like, everybody <laughs> does that. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, maybe it's a tiny bit better than it usually is. Yes. Yeah. 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 In the basement with Sam, Dean, and Spruce. Spruce's camera is visiting and Daggett appears behind Dean. And we see here, this is a very large man. Right, in comparison to both Sam and Dean. Dean, Who are huge. Yeah, like, and Jared Padalecki. Yeah, he like dwarfs him. Yes. He dwarfs Jared. Um, This is a very large man. (laughs) With uh, big hands. Who picks up and throws Sam and Dean. (laughs) He throws Dean. He throws Sam. And he goes up to Spruce. And Spruce is like, oh, God. Oh God! I'm still, like, still, still, still filming. <laughs> like I gotta catch this on camera for the for the show. And then over Daggett's shoulder, Corbett appears, and and Daggett like turns in shock. And there's like a moment, and like Spruce is is shocked. Yeah. And then Corbett charges Daggett, <laughs> grabs him in a tackle, and then there's Those lights. Fight. Swirling ghost light as they're having a ghost fight thing, and there's a big flash, 
and I just disappear. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, oh, what did we do here? <laughs> did, <laughs> we, did we did fix we solve it? it? Did we solve it? The ghosts killed each other. There is precedent for this. Not in like regular folklore or anything. In, I was within, gonna say like within I the mean, show, this is what happened. Wet man, the wet man. Yeah, like the the one brother ghost yeah. like yep. charged the other one ah! and into water, and then and their <laughs> their energies dissipated. Yeah. Before that, in home, when we saw Mary's ghost, mm-hmm. oh yeah, and her energy destroyed the energy of the poltergeist. Yeah, yeah. So there is precedent here for <laughs> ghost on ghost crime. Go- ghost <laughs> on ghost crime, and it makes both both ghosts dissipate from back in like home we have like well where do you think they go mm. now yeah they might just die like Cease. like they're like like we we don't we don't really know at this head. point what happens after death other than your when soul get stuck or when your soul can get help right right your soul can get stuck here and that's generally bad mm-hmm. if you are bad we don't know what happens when it's ghost on ghost and it dissipates right we don't know we don't know like if, if they, they are go destroyed, to hell if they are just destroyed or it, if if they just dissipate into the atmosphere in, into like the universe because we don't know we, we know like if they're if you've like specifically sold your soul we don't know if all bad people go to hell necessarily but we know if like you've sold your soul you go to hell and we don't know the point system right. right we don't know what the criteria <laughs> is what so we know all dogs go to heaven <laughs> We do. We know all dogs, this. All dogs, yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, they do. We we don't know if like if 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 there's no if no one else has like a claim. We don't know if you just don't just dissipate into the universe. Come stardust. Because like that's kind of what we've seen. Like in the in the ghosts who've moved on, yeah. they just sort of walk into the light and then dissipate. But these two didn't move on. No, I think they did. I think that's the whole point, right? Like, well, they... I I don't know that they moved on. Like we don't know what happened. Right. We don't know if they moved on to if like if, if Corbett moved on to a better, better place or if they just and if they aim no more ghosts. If it moved on to a better place, like if there is a heaven, which I think in there in this universe, I like because there's we don't know. We don't know. So, about but that. like, like I, what I'm saying is, like, even if there is a, so like, bad, bad people when they die go to hell. Good people when they die go to heaven. Whatever, or like you know, bad place, good place. Mm-hmm. We don't know if in this instance, because like wh- the way it was explained in home, their energies destroyed each other. Mm. Yeah, and whatever so was the, like their energy, their energy just... was released into the universe. Yeah, so so we don't we don't know if there is a good place if Corbett went there. Spruce is like, you guys all right? <laughs> I get they're like peeling themselves off the floor, Ugh, getting like, up. standing up stiffly. We get a ghost. Ghost facers. And we have like like a little like voice over and like end of episode thought kind of thing with some somber music and exterior shots of the Morton house in the morning. In the morning and like the surviving members of the team coming out and the camera like watching them come down the stairs, like stepping out into the sunlight. We hear Ed's voice saying like leap year, Morton House. February 29th, a tragic day. Souls bound in torment. Day of lives held in cruel balance. <laughs> the ghost facers did the best they could. Harry and Maggie hug. We hear Harry say, like, we lost a beloved friend, but gained new allies. We see Sam give Ed a piece of paper. With, she must I, have their number on I it. I assume, like, like, and like, hey, before, with, with a, like, before you do anything stupid, call us. Yeah. <laughs> Ed says, like, that we learned more than we can say. And Harry says, like, the ghost facers were forced to face something far more scary than ghosts. <laughs> They were forced to face themselves. And that this is back in the drawing room yeah. set. And Ed kind of holds his thumb out and he goes, I think, I think he's doing like a, a reference, like a, reference. Doing a bit. And he's like, War changes man. And then Harry's like, eh. 
And Maggie. He's like, war changes man. And one woman. He's like, Corbett, we'd like to think you're out there watching over us. Not as an intern, but a full ghost facer. Yeah, Harry's like, you've earned your ghost facer status. He's like, plus it'd be cool to have a ghost on the team. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. And he's like, all this time you were teaching us about heart dedication, about how gay love can pierce the veil of death and save the day. I'm like, great. Mm. We had to throw that in there. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this line about how gay love can pierce through the veil of death and save the day. Oh, oh, accidental, uh, <laughs> some foreshadowing. Foresha- Not even foreshadowing, just that they played themselves. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that, like, they, they played themselves. That's the theme of Supernatural. Literally. <laughs> God damn it! Gay love can pierce through the veil of death and save, save the, the day. day. Thank you. That's like, like it's thank not you, even Castiel. <laughs> It's not even like, I guess that's the theme of Supernatural, and we learned about it in Ghost Phasers. Right? It's like, we thought that your misery was the whole point, but actually, it's that gay love can pierce the veil of death and save the day every day. Your misery is the whole point is... Twisted with this one. But also, hope is the point was like Sam's version of that. Right. But your misery is the whole point. That is what the writers are writing. And then they accidentally find the theme, which they state... In this episode with words. They use words. <laughs> they're like, ha ha, we're joking about it. And then to, they're like, oh no, and they, wait, and what? The, and what, what happened? They look up from their typewriter and they're like, ah, shit, what did we write? What <laughs> happened was being gay? they spoke it into existence and so it became. And so, <laughs> and and so it was spaketh. <laughs> <laughs> the theme that they are trying to write, the theme that they keep trying their very hardest to come back to over and over and over again is your misery is the point. Except... <laughs> Gay love can pierce <laughs> through the, the veil of death and save the day keeps coming back and stopping them. <laughs> it's like, I'm back, bitches! <laughs> I am so mad. <laughs> they <laughs> that, played themselves. That they're playing themselves. So early. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> then we got some footage of Corbett loading a van and Spruce at the camera saying like, you know, pack and talk. Like, this is a confessional. And this, Corbett's like, I don't know what to say. And Spruce is like, whatever comes to mind, confess. He's like, what do you think will happen tonight? And as Corbett's loading the van, he's like, honestly, he's like, I think tonight all of our dreams are going to come true. Is that stupid? Mm-mm. And Spruce is like, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of, he shrugs, and Corbett shrugs and smiles, and it's like a freeze on him, and then it fades to black. And then the screen says, in memory of Alan J. Corbett, 1985 to 2008, King of the Impossible. We pull back. Sam and Dean and the <laughs> gang are sitting around a monitor watching this, and Ed is like, huh? <laughs> Dean is like, you know, I think it's half awesome. And Maggie's like, so like, that's full on good. Like, half half of awesome is, is good. And uh, Sam's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, honor, honoring uh, the memory and uh, exploiting his death. <laughs> the and voice exchange look, and Dean does something with a bag on yeah. the floor. and I was like, was that supposed to be... I thought it was going to be like they took a flash drive out, and then yeah. they, like, put it in their bag, and then they took the bag and walked away. Yeah. But it was like, he does something with a bag, and then Dean's like, yeah, this is like a tightrope you guys are walking. Uh, see ya. Yeah, and then they get up and they get up and they leave. <laughs> well, Ed, Ed is like, no, that's reality, man. He's like, it's our job to share with the world. Sam is like, in our experience, when you share show the world the truth. Dean's like, you get a straight jacket or a punch in the face or both. And Harry's like, don't be facer haters. <laughs> Dean's like, see you around. And Ed closes the door behind them. And Harry's like, dicks. And Ed's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But so the ghost facer team is starting to get, they're, they're like, oh, we're going to put out some DVDs. This we're going to need a bigger great. office. Ed finds a bag and he's like, they left their dance bag. And everyone kind of laughs at that. They saw him late. 
What the fuck is this? I didn't know how to tell you. Give me that! This is why you've been skipping dance! Yeah, it pulls out a weird little device that's an electromagnet, if you know that kind of thing. Okay, Maybe it also looks a little like a pipe bomb. <laughs> kind of! But first I was like, oh no, they're, they're gonna kill everyone! They're going to bomb this house? <laughs> they're walking away like, they put on this their cool sunglasses. Sam feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> Sam and Dean are going, are, have Started made their careers a strong turn into terrorism. Yeah. Literally. So the electromagnet destroys the footage and wipes the computers. And outside, we see Sam is like, we clean. They're, they're rushing to the car. <laughs> get, 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 get in there. And we hear yelling from inside. Just to, no! no! Boys it's... get in the car, and they said the electromagnet wiped what they had. And they're like, world isn't ready for ghost facers. But it's like, you know, yeah. too bad. Like, I kind of liked the show. Sam goes, it had its moments. <laughs> and the boys peel out of the <laughs> driveway <laughs> to the theme of the ghost facers. And the episode ends. Yeah. So what do we think? this one. Yeah. I thought it was so different. It was a different it's, concept of an episode. It is a it's, different concept episode. We've had the Christmas episode. Yes. It was like a Christmas special that was a concept episode. This is another concept. It's yeah. like, I like this episode a lot. I liked the setup. Mm. I liked Corbett. And then I liked Corbett a lot. And then I was like, oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Why do they have to kill him? Kill him Why do they have to... They had this one camera angle where you could see Corbett's dead face. Yes, and they kept showing it. Because it was like this one, like, like, camera angle and we're doing like a found footage thing it, it was one of the only other cameras in the room to show this angle mm -hmm. so you yeah. could see the door behind him so you could see dean burst in the door you could see through that open door to see part of the fight going on outside or see like the conversation happening out in that other room mm -hmm. you we, we saw they showed that angle when the ghost corbett ran past and we saw like dead corbett and ghost corbett yeah. Run, yeah. run past that door so it was a really interesting camera angle to have however it did mean we kept seeing corbett's dead body over and over and, and over just, like, jump scare over and over and I'm like, oh, great. And also we kept seeing Corbett's death echo over and over. Over and over and over. And him just standing there with, like, and the metal rod sticking out of and, his neck. And, like, yeah. blood, and it was... Which was graphic. And yeah. so so a really interesting Direct camera angle yeah. and directorial choice. And practical effects. Yeah, props to that. But... but but that also meant we had to keep seeing his death, our dead queer character, over and over and yeah, over that we related to in the first few minutes, and we were like, "Oh, he's cute." So definitely, like a directorial choice. If they needed somebody to die in this episode, it would suck. It would suck a lot. But like, if they needed somebody to die, they could have killed Maggie. I don't like that. I don't like that idea. But like, if we're good, Harry? we could have killed okay. one of the main. Okay, so like, here, here were your other options, right? Kill the cameraman, Asian Bruce. woman, right? Kill the Asian woman. No. What about Harry? Kill one of the main guys, like one of the two. One of our two characters. white guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, we could have done that, but then it's like, do they come back ever? Jewish as, man, right? Gay man. There's not a good option. I'd say kill the white guy. I mean, besides, like, I mean, it's like the the like, do we want the white guys to become like a recurring character thing? They, I think they wanted that. They wanted potentially. that to happen, but it's like, so we so can't kill them. So I'm like, like yeah, but if kill we one of the minorities, if we had killed, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, like not great. No, they couldn't. <laughs> Not great at all. What, what, if they wanted to kill somebody, honestly, they should have just had some other random white they guy. They could have had <laughs> yeah. just another white guy in the, on the team. It's like, hey guys, I'm here. And they're like, bam. 
no! Look what happened! <laughs> it could have been, like, you he know, died. another, like, because they had, you know, Corbett was, like, an intern. They could have had another ghost, like, full Ghostbaster status kind of person on the team who's, like, there as their, like, best friend, who's, like, not as close with as, like, Harry and Ed, and, like, maybe, maybe he had a crush on Maggie or something, and then Harry gets Maggie, and then, like, this guy dies, and it's like, that's tragic and awful, but, like, it didn't have to be one of, like, minority characters. Yeah, I did. <laughs> They're like, another white guy died. Oh, no! They oh, kind of no. had themselves they in a corner with the, the casting. They the corner there. Um, they're like, and the, the, yeah. they're like, would we rather kill an Asian woman, a Jewish man, or a gay guy? They're like, let's well, go they're, with well, the gay well, guy. the gay guy is, is closest to just being a white guy. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know about like their their thought process behind any of that. I don't think there was because, much thought behind because it. Because the, the death was also to give tragic motivation to our to that team's principal characters. Yeah, yes. So that is a barrier gaze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maggie, only woman in the episode. Yeah. That wouldn't have been... Yeah. She's a... If they had killed her off, that they would have used that to give motivation to Harry. Yeah. She would have been which like, so uh, that would have been uh, she would have been fridged. Yep. Yep. Also would have been bad. Mm-hmm. Also bad. I'm trying. There's they, no. There's, there's no not other a good, option besides like killing either Harry or Ed. But then it's like, do they want them to unless, come back? Unless they were <laughs> <laughs> surprise everybody. Oh my god. <laughs> Sam Jack like he's off the show. So like, 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 no, he's just, a ghost now. Now they have a ghost on the team. Ghost, ghost is on the team. Ghost is go on Sam. The team. Go Sam. Go Sam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless they were like he was like still dying when they saw his death echo. Right. And they were able to like return his soul to his body. Yeah. Somehow and save him. Yeah. If they're, like, if, they're if they're if like, they're like saved him and then like and then like they, if his soul was like leaving true story like if they've been like, able to like, save him somehow they could have had a very dramatic like hospital scene or something you know where they're rushing in like, there in your arms in his like, arms like they're like he comes Sam, Sam like carries him out and is and Ed's like looking on like I'm not strong enough to carry you but like <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat your feet because <laughs> you're, you're, you're a little you're, bit you're a tall guy yeah yeah um yeah, they could have had some kind of dramatic, like, like running out of the out of the house with the voiceover, and then they're in the hospital, and then like saving him, or, or doing this saving him in your arms, and then he does the like coming to life breath, and then it's like you're alive and hugs, or like you're alive, <gasps> and then they cut. No, no not as, I don't think they would do this. <laughs> they would, no, they would, they would do smooch. <laughs> smooches, smooches. No, they they probably would have had Corbett just not remember. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> there, we fixed it. We fixed we the wrote, show. We wrote a better episode. Someone hire us to write Supernatural. <laughs> After the After fact. After the fact that the show is done. Let's go back and actually write, rewrite. That's just fan fiction, right? Or, that, yes, that is. But like. Or like, what if we went back in there's time? There's the, the new show. Oh, yeah. The new Supernatural show. Yeah. <laughs> so again, so this is Ben, ben Edlund mm-hmm. writing this. <laughs> We've got the weird spe- spectrum of spectrum of writing. Roller coaster of writing. Okay, so then uh, join us next time for season three, episode 14, Long Distance Call. Dean is stunned to receive a phone call from his dad, who he says has a solution to get Dean out of his deal. How does how does John call him from the afterlife? Do they have payphones in heaven or hell? I, again, here's the thing, right? The last time we saw John, he we was thought a, he just kind of he was a into- he, he was oh, a ghost, right? He was a ghost who got out of hell when the gate was open. Of, he saved the boys, so and then, was a little tearful. No lines, no nope. from him, from and then nope, <laughs> just sort of. 
turned into lighted dust. And it was and weird and CGI. It just blew away. Behind. Well, it looked well, like he was, there was just a green screen. Yes. And then transparent. But so behind, you could tell he was a ghost. But behind Dean and it Sam. Just, it was like behind yeah. them too. So it made them kind of glowy. Yeah. And then just like, he just disappeared into light. So we're like, so, where is So he? again, we don't know if there's a good afterlife or if he just dispersed to become part of the universe. So is, is the neutral? universe c- trying to get a hold of Dean? But whatever's going on, um, this is we this might is, have to page Jeffrey Dean Morgan a little bit for this one. Yeah, <laughs> can, can they page? Voice. Can they page him in heaven? The page, pager? Do pagers work in heaven? You do know, I don't know. Heaven? So join us next time for season three, episode fourteen. There's just three episodes left. <laughs> so the writers have got to wrap this up. They got to land this plane. <laughs> what are they gonna do? They don't have landing gear. <laughs> it broke off. Helicopter pad. We don't have a helicopter pad. <laughs> Clear the damn parking lot. <laughs> so join us next time for season three, episode fourteen. Until then, I've been a host, Margaret. I've been a host, Patricia. And I've been another host, Bridget. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song Bruff Music as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, dad. You can find us at 3 Idgets Pod on most of the internet. And get in touch with us by emailing 3 Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>